Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside. Final hour tonight of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Aaron Torres in for Harmon tonight. Stay in your lane. Like I said, the Mets keep winning. Torres stays. The Mets with four in the top of the 10th to take a 7-3 lead over the Padres. The Mets have not lost since Mike Harmon took the night off, went on vacation I think there's a correlation right here. Wally I think Pitt. this is what it is. I think this is what it could be. And Wally Pitt, man, he became yep. you know he became uh, uh, you know a, a, an unfortunate, uh, uh, well-known name in, in in baseball circles. Maybe Mike Harmon becomes the Wally Pip of, of 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 sports talk radio. Everything was great. Then what happened? The Mets wouldn't lose. Well, they just not kept everything winning. was great. Not the Mets. They weren't great, but. <laughs> 
That was until Torres showed up on the scene. They, ju- they, ju- they just kept winning. I don't understand. Harmon took off, and they, they, they wouldn't lose. No, that's, uh, I, I'm, I'm digging. Now they still have the bottom of the 10th to get through here. So, you, so you're not out of the woods if yet, I know Torres, my okay? Mets, they'll make things interesting. <laughs> no, look I at know. you, my Mets. You're going to start wearing all Mets gear like me every day. Hey, look at this. I got my Mets hat. got my new Mets shirt. Yeah, I'm feeling really good about that. Arnie Spanier, yeah. No, I love the Mets. Ray Ordonez. <laughs> Ray Ordonez. Wow. Keith Hernandez. Oh, sure. Sure. Benny Agbayani. I remember him. Oh, all these guys from the World Series. John Franco. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Very good. Okay. You start wearing Mets throwback stuff. That's Armando Benitez. I remember him. Oh, don't don't mention him. He blew game one of the World Series in 2000. That's a bad one. That's a bad one. Well, I mean, it was really Roger Clemens' fault, if we're being honest. I can't believe Clemens didn't get thrown out of a game. He throws the bat in Piazza, says, I thought it was the ball. No, you can stay in the game and pitch. You know what? Let's focus on what's here. Also, I think Piazza should charge the mound. I've always believed that. I mean, because you you let him. Yeah, no, no, no. He could have. He he absolutely could have. He could have done that. I know you remember, but do you remember like the following year or a couple years later when Clemens had to go to Shea Stadium and Sean Estes, and it was like a bit, it was like a huge thing. Like you, if people don't realize, like if you're under 25, like how there were how many national storylines there were in baseball. And I remember in the lead up to that game, it was like such a huge deal of like, uh, you know, are they going to hit Roger Clemens? Oh, it's he's the first time he's got a bat against the Mets since that whole thing happened. And then Sean Estes sailed it about eight feet over Roger Clemens. Oh my goodness! Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Oh yeah. no! Jason Smith! Wow. Oh no! My career Manny. slipping through my finger t- fingers like okay. sand through the sand it's, through the fingertips. That's all right. It's seven five, and there's Don't one get out too the comfortable the over ten. there, Aaron. It's okay. It's, it's the Mets. It's a seven to five. <laughs> I think it's too much Mets talk from you. I think that's what it is. Wow. Yeah. I did the Arnie Spanier. I called him my Mets, and the next thing you know. Because if the Mets blow this game, you're not even going to make it to the end of the show. You're, you're like done. You're like you, you get you get the hook. You get the hook in the middle of the like, like you've given up like five runs and the bases are loaded and the ump and the and the and the manager comes out and just says, "Give me the ball, give me the ball. Don't even say anything to me. Just give me the ball. Walk away. Give me the ball. Walk away." I still walk get away. paid till the top of the hour, though, away. right? Uh, no, as far as you know, no, you don't. Could take that so, up with the bosses, but that's gotta okay. watch out. Okay, we'll see. Trust me, trust me. Dave uh, Roberts is going to come pull you, man. <laughs> he would have pulled me in the. He would have pulled me in the uh, second segment of the first hour. Just gone straight to the bullpen with a perfect game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're pulling Torres right here. Now, speaking of a perfect game, it wasn't a perfect game, but it was a it was an encouraging debut with limitations and things that made you feel weird for Victor Wembanyama. Right? I know everybody wants it to be, hey, oh, Wembanyama was awesome. They're going to win the they're going to win the title this year. Or Wembanyama is overrated. He's going to wind up being Greg Oden. The truth is in the middle. There were really good. things. Things from Wembenyama. There were things that maybe made me go, I don't know that I like that as much. So we'll get to that. But first, what did the first basket of Victor Wembenyama's career sound like? It sounded like this. Good pace to this game. Nice rim run by Wembenyama. And one. And there it is. His first bucket coming on a five-foot little turnaround with the left hand Dorsberg. That was 50% of his made buckets tonight, uh, ESPN on the call. Uh, he was 2 for 13 from the floor. He did make a 3 in the second half, uh, finished with 9 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 blocks. That was the night that was for Wembenyama. 
And the good things about tonight, there, there, there were some good things to see of him. And the first thing I always look at for, for a rookie AT in the preseason, whether it's the NFL or the NBA, I go, does it look like the game is too big for him? Right? Does it look like the adjustment level is going to be difficult? Does a player look like he's going to belong? And there was no doubt about that. You watch Wembenyama, even though it's summer league and it's against, you know, three quarters of the, these players aren't going to make their teams. You know, I get, but he did not look like the game was too big for him. It looked like there's going to be a learning curve, sure, as is for any young player, but it did not look like too big. And I could say, yeah, Wembenyama's going to hit the ground somewhat running and not have to worry about a big curve and playing catch up like a lot of uh, projects have to do when they come into the league. Hey, this is going to be difficult. This is going to be X, Y, and Z for him. No, he looked pretty comfortable. He'll be able to get in and, and start his curve improvement pretty quick. Yeah, I, I, you know, again, we've talked about it many times over the last couple nights. Social media is not a be all end all, but I actually give social media credit for once because it doesn't seem like because he went two for 13 from the field that he's being deemed a, a failure or a bust or he's no good or whatever. Um, you know, and, I, and again, maybe that's on us in the media because there have been some people, I, I can't speak for you, but I know that I haven't, that have probably put unrealistic expectations on him. So if I'm looking at positives, I'm with you. I think it's the playmaking. Um, you know, you, you go through... Um, you know what what he did when he caught the ball. I thought he actually played under control. I actually thought, if anything, I, I it felt to me as though he was trying a little too hard to prove, hey, I'm a great teammate. Blah 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 blah. This and that. So I'm gonna go ahead and and rather than force the issue, I'm gonna actually, uh, you know, play it cool and and set up another guy and take two dribbles and pass it over in the corner. So those were the positives from my perspective. The negatives, I don't think, were shocking. I mean, it was just, it was very simply, he's listed at 215 pounds. He is a guy that needs to get stronger. I mean, the first possession of the game, Brandon Miller, the number two pick, he was guarding him, and Brandon Miller kind of bodied him. And Brandon Miller, by the way, isn't like some physical Adonis in terms of, like, you know, he's not a, a chiseled, you know, 240 or something like that. So, you know, I, I do think that's a little bit of a concern, and I think to go back to a lot of the stuff that that uh, Draymond Green said earlier in the week is that Draymond Green said, look, we think from day one uh, he's going to be able to be an elite defensive player, but on offense, you know, we have strong guys in this league that are going to be able to move him off those spots. So interesting to follow. I'll be fascinated to see if he plays the rest of Summer League. By the way, Jason... Dun, 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 dun. Start spreading the news. The Mets win, baby. Mets win. Mets, Mets, win, win. Mets win. Hey, you know what? You're back on Monday. All right. Okay. How does that sound? You're back Deal. on Monday? That sound good? If, if, if that's an invite, I'm back on Monday. Okay. You're back on Monday. It's official. You're back on Monday. Mets beat the Padres. The Mets are still undefeated in July. By the way, no. the last two outs of that game, I was watching as if my job was actually on the line. I mean, I know it is. Well, it kind of was. It kind of was. But it, like, I was really into it. You were happy to see Xander Bogerts get caught looking. Yeah, you were happy for that. Hey, you and why? Hey, look, everybody on vacation. Harmon, DeSager, those guys can all stay. The Mets have the Mets have not lost since those guys went on vacation. This is how it works. I just solved baseball's problems. Everyone's like, how do you bring fans back to baseball? Your job is on the line if that team loses. Ramp up the stakes. Let's go. But uh, but for Wembenyama, right? Like the, I we talked about his his court vision and and clearly being able to be someone that can run the court like him I loved the passing acumen that I saw from him. A couple of passes he forced a little bit, but by and large, he has great vision of the court, and he's going to be an elite 
big man passer sooner rather than later. I mean, get your is he better passer already than Nikola Jokic. Get those hot takes ready. Get those hot takes ready. I'm trying out for undisputed. Uh, so you could tell he's going to be that because a couple of passes he didn't get to make. He was looking for cutters. He was looking for something that's going to be there when he's there with the rest of the players who are normally going to play on the Spurs. So I like that part of it. Yeah, he was a little bit too deferential when he got the ball, and I felt like when he tried to move towards the hoop, he kind of moved at three-quarter speed, almost as if I'm looking to make a move to the hoop and pass, like you're a point guard. Like, I'm going to drive to the hoop, and if it's there for me, I'll take it, but really what I want to do is create space, get it to a big man for, for a bucket. Like, I want to show you that I can play this way. I'm going to be unselfish. I'll be a good teammate. I know the world is watching. I don't need to take 50 shots in this game and show you that I'm going to be a great player. No, I'm going to show I'm be a good teammate and I'm going to pass the ball. So there were some moments where I watched and I said, boy, you're going to have to score 20, 25 a night. Like, like that's going to be – they're not getting you to score 10 and, and dish out 12 assists. They, they don't want you to be a Jason Kidd triple-double guy, you know, 10, 10, and 10. No, they need you to be that, to be that guy that's going to score a ton and, and is going to be a, a 30 and 15 guy. So that's the one thing I saw, which is not that big a deal because that's something that will come uh, to them in time. But just a little bit more of a uh, – a little bit more – a sense of urgency with the ball going to the hoop because a couple of times it almost felt like he was afraid where he banged a couple of times yep. and when he couldn't get he couldn't get anywhere he backed off and looked for the pass like you see guys like you you used to watch Shaq just back guys down the entire time bang 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 and I'm gonna turn and dunk it now a couple of times Wembenyama because he only goes you know 215 pounds I'm gonna bang I'm gonna bang I'm the same spot I was before this isn't working let me try to find a pass out for for a jumper that's the one thing I saw was a little weird from him but again nothing that's going to be something you can't fix but the whole thing about his weight that's something that's not going away. That's not going to be a, a situation where he's going to be able to play around it because he's only 215 pounds. He will find a way to still dominate even though he's not as big as other big men. No, he's going to need his time for that. And the best thing that's going to help him with that is less minutes as he gets used to the daily and nightly pounding of the NBA when it's not just about, hey, I'm go- I could get hurt going up against Joel Embiid. It's about being able to come back and your muscles bouncing back from travel every other night and a game three nights a week and sometimes you got back-to-backs and sometimes you got to play more minutes because somebody's in foul trouble. Sometimes you got to play when you're exhausted. You're going to hit the wall. That's the one thing that that I could tell is not going to be solved for a while and that is his body is going to be a little bit frail in terms of NBA. It's going to be a while before he becomes that guy. So less minutes is probably the way to go for him. Now are the Spurs going to do that? It's tough. It's going to be tough to say, yeah, here's our, our number one overall pick and he's going to play uh, limited minutes a game, but I don't know that the fans are going to care. I don't know the fans are going to care if he plays 20 minutes a game. They're going to have to see him every night. He's the future, and yeah, we get that we're not going to win the title this year. We're just excited that we have a guy again. You know, we had David Robinson, and we had Duncan. We haven't had anybody. We stunk for a long time. Now we got Wembenyama. Hey, we're okay. We feel good. So it, it, it seems like it would be tough on the surface, but really, that's the best way forward for him, because I didn't see anything tonight that's going to stop him from having a big season and playing really well, is he going to dominate like uh, like like some people expect him to do or like LeBron dominated? No, but it'll be a good season for him. His learning curve will be pretty good, but physically he's going to need that time, and I hope the Spurs give it to him. Yeah, and and like to, to just put a bow on it, I, I 
go back to what I said about social media. I actually give people credit. It doesn't seem as though they're overreacting. It feels like fans have a better understanding of what's a realistic expectation for him than media does. Still some stuff to work about, but I, I didn't see anything that like make me made me freak out despite the 2-for-13 stat line. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New, 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 new. New, 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 new. New 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 stop new 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 new
You're ruining me opening up my Sprite Zero celebration of a Mets win, and the natural is on uh, stars right now. Just celebrating. Okay, can you guys hear me? Uh, okay, no, stop, stop, stop. You stop, sure it's not stop, an O'Doul's? Stop, stop, not an O'Doul's. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Aaron Torres in for Harmon tonight. Yes, the Mets win again. They may never lose again. And as long as the Mets keep winning, Aaron Torres, Kevin Wyatt will be in doing the show every single night. It's glorious. The Mets keep winning, 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 winning. It's so great. By the way, is um, Sager really on vacation? Uh, as far as you know, he is. Okay. And, and and I'm sure there'll be great spots for everybody when they come back. But if the Mets keep winning, the Mets keep winning. I mean, there's I just, certain things have to happen. I'd I'm, expect Harmon to want to do the same thing if the White Sox kept winning while I was on vacation. He'd want to do the same thing. I feel like I've known DeSager. Well, I mean, I have known DeSager for six years. I don't ever remember him taking a vacation. But maybe he does, and I just haven't noticed it. But uh, it looks like he's in tomorrow with me and Jason Martin. So. Yeah, well, because it, well, it, look, because nice the show's not. Show up. Our show's not on tomorrow, so he'll be on with you guys tomorrow, and then the whole Mets thing starts again on Monday. Okay. Yeah, Good that's time. how it works. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, a, that's the only fairest way to do it. I mean, it's, that, that's, that's how it's done. It's and think about it, it from your perspective as a Mets fan. I mean, they basically play maybe not seven games a week, but, you know, they go four and two. That's a 60% win percentage, a 66% win percentage for the rest of the year. They're making the playoffs. You don't have to blow up the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm feeling that pretty good. I'm feeling. I'm, Why don't I'm you eight. bet that in Vegas? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not in Vegas. Man. Uh, so, outside of Victor Wembanyama's debut on the court tonight, which we broke down a few minutes ago, told you what we liked, what we didn't like about what we saw from, because there were certainly some really good things to like, some things that maybe made you think, eh, okay. The day began with the video being released of what happened with Wembenyama and Britney Spears outside of the Catch restaurant in Vegas. The story that took over everything a day or so ago, 36 hours ago. Victor Wembenyama with his entourage was walking to dinner. Britney Spears wanted to go say hi, uh, ran up to him, ran in between his entourage, tapped him on the shoulder. One of the security members put his hand out and, and, and slapped back and hit Britney's hand. It knocked her glasses off, and it became a whole big thing. Britney went back to her table. The security guard went over and said, hey, sorry that happened. Britney smiled. Every Everything seemed fine and then filed charges. We found out today, and this is shortly after the video came out, that no charges will be filed and this is considered dropped. Now, there's a lesson for for Wembenyama and and just another unfortunate thing for Britney Spears when it comes from this. Now, the Britney part of this, right? Because what we see is that in the in the video, Britney runs up behind taps Wembenyama on the shoulder, and we see the security guard's hand come back, hit Brittany's hand, it knocks into her glasses, knocks her glasses off. You hear her yelling. She's yelling. She's running up to Wembenyama using an English accent. After it happens, she starts yelling in an English accent, this is America, and she goes back to sitting down. And, you know, when this whole thing is going on, AT, I'll tell you, look, and, and look, she has to know better. We talked about this last night. She's got to know that I can't just walk up to another person through their entourage and tap them on the shoulder because I don't want that to happen to me because this is what's happened to me throughout the course of my life. But I see Brittany do this, and I go, why would she do that, and why? Is she talking in a British accent? And again, it's just I feel so awful for her. 
I feel so awful for her because I feel like she's been alone for the past like 15 years. She became a big time superstar, was the biggest name in pop music. There was nobody bigger in the world for a while than Britney Spears. And you saw what happened after that. She had real difficulty just getting through life, the conservatorship that her dad used to, to, to siphon off a lot of her money. I don't know what kind of people she has around her being people that are positive influences in her life. You had erratic behavior that continues to happen. She posts weird videos to the Internet. Uh, she had to uh, live through the fact that she hasn't talked to her kids in a year because Kevin Federline wants to take them to Hawaii uh, for business opportunities and then you see the the potential rumor that well because uh payment for children has to go to the age of 23 in hawaii as long as they're in school so is is she being taken for money is any of this stuff and i just feel bad for her and i know that you know you're an adult you make your own decisions make your own mistakes but i felt like when when you have that degree of fame you need the right people around you helping you say, hey, make the, make the right calls and go, this is how I can live. This is what I should do. And you need people you can trust. And I never felt that about her. And every time I see a story about her, I feel like these are people who are out to get her money. These are people who are out to try to use leverage against her some way. And I see some of the behavior and I just, I just shake my head and I go, I just want a good Britney Spears story that tells me that she's, you know, that she's okay and can make music again and, 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 and can, can live her life again and, and be someone that it, that uh, you know is, is back to or getting you know back to being the star she was a few years ago, but I don't. I, I just feel awful for her, and I just feel so bad for her every time I, I see her in the news. It's a story like this that I just shake my head and go, she can't catch a break, and 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 I don't know what it is, and I don't know. Certainly, I don't know what's going on in the inside part of her life. I but I but I know from what I see publicly, and boy, there's a lot of stuff out there that makes you go, okay, something's just not right. Well, and I think the the worst part. Is- is is that listen there have been a lot of people unfortunately and you wish this wasn't the case um that have been taken advantage by agents or whatever but Brittany was taken advantage by her own family right like you know her dad again if if you watch the documentary that was done on her conservative conservatorship um you know it's one thing if 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 she if her dad or her family doesn't feel like she is fit to make decisions on her own but if you watch that, uh, the the father really manipulates the court system to get control of her, and then essentially, um, you know, pushed her to work and and do things that she didn't want to do from a career perspective, and again, you know, away from her family. So, I think I, I'm I definitely uh, I, I think in this particular story. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Two things can be true. I feel bad for her. I feel bad that, like you said, every story about her seems to be negative. Um, there are clearly mental health issues. Maybe not in this specific case. I'm not going to speculate. But listen, we go back to, again, we mentioned this earlier in the show, is that, uh, you know, you, you go back to the, the time that she shaved her head. And, uh, you know, this was 2007, I think, 2008, something like that. And at the time, it was a big joke. I mean, again, go back and watch that documentary. Find video of it on YouTube. People are, jo- you know, the, the late night comedians are joking about it. The the uh, news anchors are joking about it when it's clear that, it, you know, if this was 2023, we would be talking about her mental health. Is she stable? Does she need help? Whatever. And so I think there is that element of it, which is absolutely true, is you feel bad. There's probably some mental health issues, or at least there previously were. Um, 
I think early in her career, she was really, I, I think, publicly mistreated because, again, it was a different era in the way that we covered women and mental health and things of that nature. And again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I encourage you to go watch the documentary that was made on her a year or so ago. At the same time, though, Jason, I will say in this specific case, this specific case, um, I don't want to say that I have no sympathy, but when you see the video, she does run up on Victor Wenbanyama. And it's very clear to me that, you know, their, his security was just trying to protect him. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to be facetious or funny or sarcastic or ironic, but I mean, imagine if that was a crazed fan. Imagine if that was someone with a weapon. And the thing about Wenbanyama is it goes without saying he's seven foot five. Uh, he stands out anytime he is going to go out in public. And so he is going to be a target for fans and things of that nature. So I feel bad for her. I am with you. It just seems like it's one disappointing, sad story after another. But in this one, even if it's through her own experience as a celebrity, you got to keep your hands off people, man, and especially a celebrity that that I think we all probably assume is traveling with security. you got to be smarter. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because that gets the Wembenyama part of this, right? That's the Britney part. And again, Britney needed to look for someone who is who's had this happen. Yeah, she's got to know I can't just run up to somebody in that. Right. But the Wembenyama part of it. And and this is where what I hope happens. And now that it's over is that he understands a little bit more about what it means to be a star. I agree. Okay, because the thing I, I I didn't like at all, I hated the most, was what did you get right away when the story came out? Britney Spears came out, she came up behind and grabbed him from behind. All right, you heard that. Grabbed him from behind. What, what is everybody picturing? Someone running up, grabbing him physically with their hand, grabbing his shirt, trying to turn around. I'm trying to grab a guy, which is a violent act. And that's what you heard. And that was what was put out there by Wembenyama's people. She grabbed him from behind. You watch the video. Nothing even close. She went up. She was saying, sir, sir, and tapped him on the shoulder. All right. So right away, I felt like Wembenyama and and his people wanted to go into, hey, this is not my fault. I'm we're going to blame her. Right. And you said something that wasn't true because it clearly was not true. It wasn't great. Even Wembenyama, when he said somebody grabbed my shoulder, dude, nobody grabbed you. You have to know that. Right. You shouldn't don't throw that out there because it's Vegas. There's cameras everywhere. We're going to find this out. Right. There's cameras in every casino. We're going to see this at some point. And so you saw today. And now Wembenyama and his and his entourage, they look like liars. They look like we wanted to put a narrative out there that this wasn't our fault. Whatever this is, because people are going to sympathize with Britney Spears because look, like me, they feel bad for her no 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 this is it and now we know that was a lie that was a lie and there were such better ways to handle it that that each side could have done this better Wembenyama and and especially today could have apologized when you find out there's no charges being filed hey I'm so sorry Brittany you know I didn't get a chance to say this yesterday I'm so sorry that happened hey here's tickets to my next game or I'm going to come see you in concert something some way to make it hey I'm a good guy everything is fine I'm sorry this happened this way we can both save face that's you, what you could have done today and you didn't and instead you let the narrative out there of that oh yeah yeah we tried to make up a story a little bit and that was that was clearly not the case now the whole hitting Brittany, that part was accurate. Uh, in fact, you just see the, the the security guards kind of put his hand up like to slap away someone's hand, and it did hit Brittany's hand. Her hand hit her glasses, came off. So that part of it was, was true, but that part of it didn't seem to be like it was disputed yesterday. But I just hope that this is a lesson 
for him that okay uh we got to say the truth we have to tell we have to tell the truth and things like this when things like this happen and it's not just he said she said which it literally was in this situation and that i hope he learns from it and and learns that okay my status as a star is going to mean certain things and i need to handle stuff better than i handled this thing over the last 24 hours those are the two things that i take away the 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 the, for Brittany and that for women yama the way uh, the, that was my biggest takeaway yesterday when we saw the initial back and forth from the Wembenyama perspective, I'll say this: it, it, this has been my stance since since yesterday. Listen, I'm not saying Wembenyama did anything wrong. Um, I, I do think there was like a lack of of human decency from him um, when he was asked about it. And what I would say is a couple things: one, I know he's 19 years old. Uh, I'm not saying he has to be perfect. I'm anything like that. I also think, and I was thinking about this, and I might have mentioned it on air yesterday, is I, I do feel like this is the the price that you pay when these young athletes, like they're 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 almost so well media trained that, like, th- like I said, there was a lack of human decency when you actually listened to his to the audio of the whole incident. He, you know, he just said, "Yeah, there was an incident. I woke up to some stuff." Blah blah. blah. Doesn't mention like like. It's insane, and maybe he's young and he's 19, he doesn't really realize how big of a star Britney Spears is. Like, the fact that it was Britney freaking Spears was insane, and it'd be one thing if a random female fan ran up and tapped him on the shoulder and she got slapped in the face by security, now there's a back and forth. But it's Britney Spears, and like, there was a way he could have handled it where, two things, one... What a crazy first night in Vegas. Oh, my God, I can't believe it was Britney Spears. But then to your point, Jason, you know, I, I do feel bad. I, I know it wasn't intentional. I wish it hadn't happened. I feel terrible with the way it played out. I would love to have her at the game. I would love to, you know, buy her her next dinner, a catch, whatever. So my my biggest thought with Wen Banyama, he's not a terrible person. This isn't an indictment on him. I do think this is kind of the byproduct, though, of the way that we we so overtrain our young athletes on a lot of things, and I think one of them is media, where it just felt like he was doing a press conference about Jane Doe from uh, you know from wherever tapping him on the shoulder, as opposed to Britney Spears, which obviously made it an even bigger story than it had been. Well, because because here's the other part of it, right? Is that you, right after that happens? Someone yells, that's Britney Spears, man, right? So you know it's Britney Spears. Really? He went to dinner, right? He went to dinner, sat with everybody. Nobody said to him in in the immediate aftermath, dude, that was Britney Spears to try to come up to you. Instead, you you say the next day, oh, I woke up today and I heard that it was Britney Spears. So I know you're lying. I mean, I know he lied a lot about everything, and I, I didn't appreciate that yet. So we talked about it yesterday. I didn't think, I didn't believe a lot of what he said. I just want to make it seem like I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about what's going on. You can't blame me. Really, nobody told him it was Britney Spears. No one said that. Hey, what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, dude. No one walked up and said, "Dude, that was Britney that tried to come up to you, man." Nobody said that. I don't buy it. So I don't. So I, I don't like that disingenuousness from him. That's why I always say, "Hey." Always got to tell the truth, man. When something like that happens and it's going to be documented, you got to tell the truth. And that's why I hope he learns that lesson because he does not look good 
coming off this. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.